And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a brand new week in Major League Baseball, which means you're listening to the one place that can tell you everything you need to know. And not only just Major League Baseball, but the gambling futures, the market, everything you ever could want right here in one place. Welcome to BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio with you every week. And sitting in. For our normal host, Ryan Horvat, who is still enjoying himself a quick little break. He will be back with us on Friday, but sitting in the one and only my co-host for Bet for the Cycle, which you can check out on the BetQL Network live four hours every Saturday during this Major League Baseball season. He is the incredible, the incomparable, the basically greatest hair in the world with the exception of Super Mario. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rob Brown. How you doing, brother? Why do you sound so formal, Cody Decker? Is this your, is this your, like, I'm pretending to be a grown-up because it's not the weekend voice? Kind of. Kind of. No, also, I, I always go in, like, announcer mode whenever I introduce things. I do this on Bet for the Cycle. Stop pretending I'm someone different. Every single time I start the show, I'm big, I'm bold, and then, then we just start making fun of Mario for three hours because that's what we do. I, uh, I I will say for those of you that have not listened to Bet for the Cycle Saturdays from 1 to 5 Eastern Standard Time, you should this Saturday specifically because this weekend, Cody Decker's intro, outro voice will not be formal, my friends. It will be, oh, so much better. It will be, may I call it, the cream of the crop, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't wait. Hi, Cody. Great Hi. to be with you on a Monday, buddy. It is great to be with you on a Monday. You and I never get to talk to each other during the weekdays, so this is pretty exciting moment for us again on yeah, Bet for the Cycle. You guys a, don't know about it. It's just a text thread between me, you, and Mario making fun of him the whole time, so it's uh, it's a nice change of pace. It is. It is, and we, we'll, we'll pretend to be a little bit more classy on this Monday morning, but I guarantee you by segment three, this is going to be on a full-on gong show, just like every single Bet for the Cycle turns into. But hey, let's go ahead and talk about weekend baseball because we had some great weekend baseball. Let's let's first start by talking about who we think the team of the weekend was. And for me, it's two teams and it's an obvious two teams. And let me take that back. It's an obvious two teams when I say this on the National League side, because the Dodgers were the team of the weekend. They were the team of the week. The Dodgers are on fire. The Dodgers are no longer bored. The Dodgers are beating up on everybody. It seemed as though them letting the Cubs take the lead in a couple of games was just like a nice little gift. Like, here you go. Here you kids go. Oh, you, that was fun. Okay. Now we're, now we're going to beat you in their run line happened every single game. Uh, and Saturday uh, was a crazy game. Sunday was just a barrage. It was like a 20 total runs scored in that ball game. Dude, the Dodgers. Um, are we back to finally saying the Dodgers are the actual best team in baseball? Cause I do think they're better than the Yankees. Yeah, we've gone back and forth on that a lot. And I think we've gone back and forth on it because we all expected the Yankees to be good, but the Yankees have been damn good. We all expected the Dodgers to be historic, right? I think that's what makes this story so interesting is that even at 56 and 29, winning nine out of the last 10, obviously just shellacking a bad Cubs team to get to be team of the weekend. It's still not what we thought the Dodgers were going to be. And, and and even if they go 18 and two in the next 20, they're still not going to, because we thought this team is going to be an all-timer. And, and you and I, I think both think they still have the potential to be a team that we are talking about for years, right? Like now 
whenever we talk good teams, everybody goes, well, they're not the 27 Yankees. There's a good chance that down the line, we might have a, a, a grandpappy who's a kid now going, well, they're, you know, they're not the 22 Dodgers. You know, drives but me nuts. Why do we always say like the 27 it. Yankees when the greatest season of all time was the 2001 Mariners? I know they didn't win a World Series, but they did win like 119 games. Let's talk about the 01 Mariners from now on when we're talking about unbeatable teams just because they don't have any championships. Get out of here with that. But yeah, the Dodgers currently 56 wins right now. 56. That's that's a lot of wins before the all-star break. And they're going to, they're going to obviously before the all-star break hits, they're going to have over 60 wins. Like this team is just a juggernaut and the close second place. Uh, they're eight games back. The Padres and the Padres are not bad. They're they're 49 and 38. They're 11 games over 500. And they're currently not even in striking distance of the Dodgers. They're currently what they have one of the wild card spots. Uh, they're also, let's see. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, they got one of the wild card spots are up two and a half games on that. The Padres are three and seven in their last 10. So they're not playing great baseball, but the Dodgers nine and one in their last 10, unquestionably the team of the National League. However, the American League side is not what we probably would have expected to say. Hell, at the beginning of the season, we would we were not expecting to say this team's name in a positive light ever. It's the Orioles. Oh, yeah, though, Baltimore. How about Baltimore 8-2 and two in the last 10? How about Baltimore on a heater? Granted, still sub-500. Granted, still 18 and a half games back of that division. But they're fun to watch, at least for now, yep. question mark, I guess is the praise we're going for here. You say 18 games back of the division. I'm not looking at them for the division at this point. I think we legitimately... Need to start considering Baltimore as a potential wild card team because even though they're last place in their division, and they are 18 and a half games back of the Yankees, they're two games, two games out of a wild card spot behind the Blue Jays, who have not been playing good. They are one in nine in their last 10. I mean, dude, we 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 were joking at the beginning of the season about taking a sprinkle on the Orioles to win a division because the odds were so ridiculous. I'm sorry, we were we were we were joking about doing that or we did put $6 down at 10,000 to 1 because if the Orioles win this division down 18 and a half Cody Decker, I'm going to be a very rich man. I got a problem for like, like Brian from the office baby. Okay, I get what you're saying, but you have to hear what I'm saying. The chances of them winning the division are zero. Zero. There are better chances. And I mean this truthfully, the chances of them winning the world series are so exponentially better than them winning this division. It's crazy. You'd be, we'd be better off on taking a flyer on the Baltimore Orioles to win it all than to win this division. Cause them winning this division would take a plane crash. Basically. There's no way this could happen. It's not possible. No, I listen. It was, it was, it was, it was a joke. Everybody take a deep <laughs> breath. All right. Everybody relax just a little bit. Uh, another fun to watch play the rest of the division. Look, the Yankees are five and five in the last 10. They've slowed up a little bit. They've also had a couple of games that they've had Aaron judge sitting with some calf issues. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton has sat with uh, what was it? An ankle, an ankle issue. So, and you and I have said every week, like we expect the Yankees to be good until the injury bug flares up. I'm not saying it has these look like more R&R, little rest for the boys than it seems like a long-term impact. But 
Here are the Yankees at 500 in the last 10. The Red Sox, a team that, uh, you know, I know you're, you you said White Sox. I said Red Sox is my most arguably disappointing team in the first 33% of the season in baseball. They came storming back. They got within a handful. I mean, excuse me. They got within a, uh, within a wild card spot. And now they're falling back a little bit. Baltimore all of a sudden, and I know Cody Decker is a huge Adley Rushman promo fan, but the O's are playing good baseball, man. They are. They are. And I hope Adley Rushman plays well. Let's be real clear. I'm not anti-Adley Rushman. I hope he honestly kills this. I do. Again, my problem with Adley Rushman, because I really want to make this abundantly clear to everyone. I'm getting tired of everyone saying that I'm anti-Adley Rushman because I simply am not. I'm actually a fan of Adley Rushman. I just want people to stop telling me that players are doing things that they are not currently doing at all. However, will he do it? Yeah, I think he I think he will. I think I think Adley Rushman's going to be a star. I think this I think this Orioles team is going to be a force to be reckoned with in years to come. And they have a pretty damn good front office and minor league system right now coming up. I, I have a kid that I've I've known for a couple of years in their minor league system, shortstop, uh, Daryl Hernaiz, supremely talented kid who's going to hopefully get a shot in the big leagues in the next five years. This is, a, this is an interesting franchise in a tough division. But as we sit here and say, look at the AL East. I, I don't know if this is so much about how good the AL East is or how down the rest of the American League is. Because just understand this. Looking at the AL West, it's the Astros and the Astros alone. The Mariners are playing great baseball right now. They're 9-1 in their last 10 games themselves, but they're 12 games back. So they are not, not in any way, shape, or form going to be winning this division but they can get a wild card spot in fact they are currently i believe sitting with one of said wild card spots the guardians they're two games out of a wild card spot so there's no one right as of right now we got one american league central team that's going to make a playoff spot and quite frankly that's what it's going to be at the end of the season you're getting one al central team it's either going to be the White Sox, Guardians, or the Twins. Twins have not been a real first-place team. White Sox, supremely disappointing. And I think the Guardians are going to go away and finish the year around 500. The West is interesting because the Mariners have a shot to get one of these spots. But going over to the East right now, the AL East, Yankees, obviously, playoff team. Red Sox, they have two and a half spots up on the wild card. Rays, they're up a game on another wild card. Blue Jays, they have a wild card. Mariners, they have a wild card. They're tied with the Blue Jays. The Orioles are two back. They're two back. Everyone in the East is in striking distance of the playoffs. We could get a complete AL East playoff. And you know what's amazing? I'd rather get an AL East playoff than anyone from the AL Central. You know what? Bench the AL Central. No one gets in. Sorry, America's favorite baseball player, Tim Anderson. I love you, uh, Tim Cody Anderson. Decker, Cody Decker has squashed the. Uh, no, I look down the rest of the. And here's the thing: like, I I almost wanted to take offense a minute ago when you said the Mariners are a dozen games down. There's no way they catch back up because I asked that question when the Atlanta Braves were 13 and a half games back of the New York Mets. Now they're a game and a half off the pace, and they did it within one half of the season. The Mariners have more time. The problem is, the problem is the Braves are really good and we're chasing down the Mets. The Mariners have been recently above average and are chasing down a surprisingly good, but a surprisingly good Houston Astros team that a lot of us thought the age and the loss of guys like Correa was going to bring them back to the pack. Nope. 
So I initially wanted to take offense by you of all people, a Seattle proper himself, to say the Mariners can't get back into it. Uh, but you're right. Yeah. No, no. I think they can get to the playoffs. They can't win this division. Here's my caveat, and this is why I'm going not torpedo what you just thought about last year's Braves team, because it's not a torpedo in any way, shape, or form, because you do make a very good point that the Braves did come back and take over those Mets. But I'm looking at this way. 2021 Mets are right here. 2022 Astros are somewhere up here. Um, we we knew basically how we're talking about the twins right now is how we were talking about the Mets during this time last year. We kind of knew they weren't that real. And the moment DeGrom went down, you, we were just counting down the days before the collapse began. Uh, this year hasn't been the case. H however, this Astros team, they are just, in my opinion, too real for the Mariners to catch up on. But I still think the Mariners are a playoff team. I really do. If they can continue the, this, the, everything on paper has it down that this team should, one, make the playoffs, and two, be successful in the playoffs. Look at this offense, and they're all finally hitting. The beginning of the season, none of them would hit, and all of them were pitching terrible with the exception of Logan Gilbert. Robbie Ray is Robbie Ray again, guys. Look out. In fact, I might be taking a flyer on Robbie Ray's Cy Young futures. You know why? Because at this point of this season, his stats are actually a lot better than his stats were at this point of last season. Last season when he won the Cy Young, and now he's rolling. His last three outings, has he given up, what, one total run? Maybe almost 27, 30 Ks during that time? He is looking like the unbeatable Robbie Ray. And I can't stress this enough. I have faced both versions of Robbie Ray. One version that's terrible that you can absolutely hit, that throws a lot of balls and walks a lot of guys, and the Robbie Ray that is unhittable unhittable he came to me looking on a cutter that i didn't even know he had which i'm pretty sure he didn't have it just happened to cut 17 inches the guy is so good ty france so good by the way ty france all-star snub what do you think uh it's close it's a it's close, close one yeah i think there really are bigger snubs there were like four or five guys I put right there on the list of snub. I don't think he made my initial cut, but I could be talked into saying yes. What about, I got my, I got my snub of the year right now. Who do you have? It's not Ty France for me. Who's your, who's your all-star snub? Before I tell you, I'm going to ask the question. Are you one of the dudes that said Freddie Freeman got snubbed? Yes, but he's not my, he's not. I got other snubs that I think are higher on the list, but you got, you have to realize that Freddie Freeman got snubbed. He's in like the top seven for MVP as is like Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper, even on the IL and he got picked. Um, so there's my little problem with that. But outside of that, I mean, it's kind of hard to give it to him as a starter. That's for sure. But snub, ah, I got higher ones on the list. Can I guess? Yes, you can. Has this individual won you multiple prop bets against our hating ass producer on Saturdays? I've taken them. I've definitely taken him and <laughs> and some of those bets. Has he won them for me? He's definitely won me one against him, but he he's he's a guy that you and I talk about a lot on Bet for the Cycle. How about that? Are you are are you giving Dylan Cease the snub title? I am not. In fact, wow. Dylan Cease is on my list. He's on my list. In fact, he's like number two or three on my list, but I have one higher. He's pitching tonight. Carlos Rodon? 
Miles Michaelis. Miles Michaelis deserves okay. to be an all-star. Okay. Miles Michaelis is my snub of the year right now. Miles Michaelis has a 2-5 ERA. Miles Michaelis needs to get some respect put on his damn name. Miles Michaelis is the reason the Cardinals are even in the position they are in. He's been incredible. He's been incredible. Put respect on that man's name. Vote him in. That guy needs to be an all-star. He had, you, uh, I was going through the, the list of pitchers because there's no shortage of them that seem to pop up on Saturdays that you and I consider on our let's make Mario embarrass himself bet list that we put out every week. Um, Michaelis has had two phenomenal Saturdays that were both attention grabbers, right? Right, like two gems that we got through the second one, and both of us went, This guy's having a for real season right now. Uh, and those numbers stacked. Those numbers have stacked. So I don't I don't hate that one at all, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's my that is honest to God, my snub. And that's with Dylan Sneeze. I mean, see Cease on there, you know? Like, what can I say? No, no question about it. Um, guys, we're gonna take a quick little break. We're gonna come back and we're gonna do a little prop off between both me and our man. And of course, Mario is gonna be uh, probably chiming in, saying some things about Hunter Green because he just loves Hunter Green no matter what happens. He loves Hunter Green. More props right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB Podcast. <laughs> Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL. Ladies and gentlemen, myself, Cody Decker, and of course, Rob Brown sitting in for Ryan Horvat. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to do a couple of little props here. And we got some interesting ones today because, listen, we have incredible pitching matchups on this Monday. And I think all eyes are on one particular game as they should be. And you, Rob Brown, I know your eyes are all over this game because we got a Braves and Mets matchup. And it is a battle of the heavyweights, like big time. I cannot believe this game. I got a couple of props for it right now. You ready for this? Mets, Braves, Scherzer, Freed. 2.6, 2.26 ERA versus 2.52 ERA. These guys are going to be in the top five of the Cy Young at the end of this year, if not the top three, these two. Boy, oh boy, I'm excited for this ballgame. First things first, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Obviously, I'm sure you have this prop as well. Max Scherzer over seven and a half Ks plus 110. Uh, yeah, he his first time off the IL in his re-debut with the Mets getting over 10 plus Ks and not to mention the Atlanta Braves are 28th currently in major league baseball with a 9.24 K rate per game. And they K 10 times yesterday. And the guy throwing was not Max Scherzer. Um, I don't know what to say. He's hitting this, but I also got another couple of props because it's not a foregone conclusion that the Mets are winning this ball game. Cause they got Max freed that they got to face. Yeah, you know, I, I almost initially when I saw that number was like offended by it because the Braves hit the ball well, except for the problem is when the Braves hit the ball, they hit the ball hard and they hit it in streaks, but they do K a lot, right? I mean, yesterday mm -hmm. I was uh, I was watching, I was at uh, the 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 Braves-Nats game and I was getting frustrated with the number of strikeouts until you remember that this is what this Brave offense does. They hit big and they hit in bunches. So uh, I, I'm not as offended by that as I thought I might be, the Braves win with dingers, with Austin Riley in the bottom of the 12th going yard, with, with Marcelo Zuna, who will strike out four or five times in a row 
but then go two triples back to back or a, a dinger in there to mix. Um, I actually like that prop. And that's not to say that I've got to pick in who wins this game. I'm not super confident in it, but I, I, I don't hate the over there. Uh, I'd be, I need to see, I didn't look it up before what Max Freed's number is too. Uh, Cause he's been really good and he's going to get, I don't know that he'll get as many K's as Scherzer does, but he's going to get you seven or eight consistently. So I might, I might take the K prop both directions. I was thinking about it, but the, here's why I didn't take it. The K prop they were giving um, was like four and a half at minus 160. And the only reason I considered taking it is because I got another prop in this game. Cause here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's another prop I have in this particular ball game because Max Freed on the mound as well. I'm also want to look at a first five innings under three. You can currently get that at plus 110. Listen, again, Max Freed, Max Scherzer, the battle of the two best Maxes maybe in baseball history facing each other today. And today, I mean, they both got a two under a 2.5 ERA. First five innings under three. I think it's going to be a 0-0 score into the sixth with these two. I'm I'm loving it. I dig it. And on top of that, I would add that freed strikeout prop. In fact, Mario just put in the chat. You could find it now at over five and a half at minus 118. I might consider taking every three of those props and putting them together and making myself a little parlay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just went and looked. Mario beat me to a five and a half at minus 118. Uh, you can get on points bed. Uh, a number seven at plus 250 if you want to go free to seven K's in this one, which is not a number he's, I mean, it's a number he's hit multiple times this season. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm big on parlays right now. Aren't we hating ass Mario? We'll see. That being said, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Freed looks like, uh, what Freed looks like against a, a Mets team to hit the ball. Well, it, on top of that, how much does the pressure of this divisional series get to the Braves, right? I mean, they're at home. They're a game and a half back. They've got the opportunity to take two at a time back over the next couple of days. It, does the additional pressure of being in that spot, Cody Decker, change the way the Braves attack Max Scherzer or the way that and, or that Max Freed attacks the plate? I, I don't know. That's the, that's honestly the question. What, what, do you, what do you think of this game? As First, I'm going I'm to ask you this two times. What do you think this game as a gambler? Who, If you were to lean one way, for, take away everything, just as a pure gambler, everything you're seeing in this game, Atlanta at home, but they are facing Scherzer. They got freedom on the mound. Where would you lean? If you asked me last Friday, I'd have said I lean Braves, and I lean Braves comfortably. But then on Saturday and Sunday – the Braves got into two absolute shootouts with the Nationals that they did not get in, need to get into. Uh, they walk away with a pair of, of one-run victories. Yesterday's coming, and an Austin Riley dinger way deep into extra innings. So I'm a little less confident. I would lean Braves a slight lean right now because they played well at home, and Max Freed is phenomenal this year, whereas Scherzer at this point uh, like you said, it's it's a bit of an unknown. We know he's going to do well, but how many times does he run through the order, K-ing him up and down? I'm going to go the slightest lean toward the Atlanta Braves. Honestly, Cody Decker, I'm not touching this game. I want nothing to do with it. Me neither. It's, it's just, honestly, this is a team. I feel like this is two teams at full strength for the first time facing each other. And I need to see what, I need to see what we got. 
I feel like we're going to see some haymakers thrown, but it's going to be a slow scoring haymaker ball game. By the way, uh, Mario put in the chat another pretty good strikeout prop if you're interested. Uh, Sean Manaya with the Padres. He is pitching in Colorado. Over four and a half Ks at plus 100. Me, personally, I might want to stay away from that because I got some props in that game. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, and I'm looking forward to chatting about that. But any last uh, any last props that you're looking at? Because uh, Jose Ramirez has got a really good career against Lance Lynn. However, I am actually going to tell people today when we start going down the list of games, I'm actually picking the White Sox on Monday. I can't believe it. Um, but, hey, any, any, any props you like? Because I got a home run prop I do feel good about. In fact, I kind of have two home run props I might feel good about. Uh, I do, as a matter of fact, and I'm going to stick with that Braves game because my dude is absolutely killing it right now. Three to one Dansby Swanson to get two hits. Two hits. Now, I, I'm not saying a lot of my guy was four for four yesterday. He was three for four the day before Dansby Swanson is on a heater right now. I would ordinarily say one and a half and, and maybe take a bag total here, but I like a two hit day for Dansby Swanson who's seeing the ball well against everybody throwing at him, and I'm getting it three to one. Not bad. Not bad at all. I got one for you. My former Team Israel teammate, Jock Peterson, off of Merrill Kelly, plus 375 on BetMGM. Jock is hitting 275 and 11 at-bats against Merrill. He's got one extra base hit. It's a double. No homers yet. I think that changes today because, quite frankly, the Jock that faced Merrill Kelly, not the same Jock. This is all-star Jock. This is... Old Dodgers jock. This is home run derby jock. I'm loving this jock. He's got, what, 19, 20 home runs already. Um, and Kelly's got a 3 4 2 ERA. He's having a very good year, and he has given up three home runs to lefties. I like this play today. I'm looking forward to it. Another one for you. If you like this home run prop, jump on it. But I'm going to tell you actually to go with an RBI prop instead. Chris Bryant, over half an RBI, just one RBI. You can currently get that at plus 100. He's facing Shamanaya. He's got six at-bats against him. Small sample size until you take into account that he has, I don't know, he's hitting 750 with two homers in that small sample size. He's in scoring position in the batter's box by himself with nobody on. Yeah, I'm jumping on Chris Bryant today's RBI prop. Don't hit it. Don't hit it. I looked earlier. You talked. We brought up Lance Lynn going up against uh, going up against Cleveland, and just because I was curious, I went and pulled up his K prop over under. You can get over four and a half Ks for Lance Lynn at minus one twenty right now. Ooh, I uh -huh. I might have to jump on. Although, uh -huh. does it concern you that Cleveland is the best contact making team in baseball? Lance Lynn has been, I think, the at least the last two Saturdays we've seen him pitch, has been pitching around guys making contact, and, and I found it relatively impressive. Um, I mean, it's four and a half. Like, five it's and a half, low. six and a half, Four, I don't want it. four and a half at minus 120, I like. Um, I, I think I'm going to touch it. I do. Okay. I like it. I, I don't hate it. That is a small number. For, that, I mean, four and a half is not a small number to get to five, but for Lance Lynn, that's a relatively small number. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Why don't we go ahead and take it through some ball games taking place on Monday and the series coming up. 
Um, we got the Tigers versus the Royals. Let's be honest. Do you care about this in any way, shape, or form? Because the Tigers, who have been playing better baseball and are no longer in the cellar of their, let's face it, truly terrible division, they're they are currently three and a half, what, up on the, the Royals for last place. They're 36 and 49, so I'm glad they're winning some ball games now. In fact, they're seven and three in their last 10. They did drop the last two to the White Sox. What do you think about this? The Royals are actually starting to make some trades, and it's looking like Ben Attendee is gone. They, I, I think that team needs to sell off everything they can to kind of start over the Kansas City Royals. I am interested in this game only because my boss is a Royals fan, and he let me out of work early to come record a podcast with Cody Decker. So go go blue, I guess, is what we're doing here. Um, well, well, the odds aren't in their favor. Minus 155 on the money line, and that's how bad you are. The, your money line against the Detroit Tigers, you are, I mean, what is happening? Why are the Tigers, so, why are the Royals so favored right now? What is taking place? It's not like anybody's good. Uh, Michael Pineda is on the hill. But, uh, that's it. That's all I got. Maybe this is just a Pineda over Keller pitching matchup is what they're seeing. Because outside of that, I got two bad baseball teams playing. I don't understand this though, but it's is Brad Keller killing it or something? He's four nine with a four three seven four three seven ERA. Pineda actually has got a full point better of an ERA. Yet currently, you're getting the Tigers with plus money in Kansas City. Has Kansas City become the the home field advantage for the worst team in baseball that I did not know about it? You know, I I, I traditionally pride myself, Cody Decker, on being able to find stuff to talk about here. I got nothing. I got it's Tigers Royals. I got nothing. Again, uh, this is not an important game today, but I'm just the Tigers are eight and two in their last ten. I would be willing to put a little sprinkle on the Tigers on the money line at plus one twenty five. I'm a little confused by this line. Yeah, it's and it's again we've talked about this on Saturdays. There are these lines that I look at Tigers plus one fifteen. There are these lines that I look at and go something has happened that I don't know. Something has happened that we don't. And sometimes they just blow it. And I'm 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 almost wondering if that's maybe the case. It's just this this is just a blown line. Um it's close enough that I don't want anything to do enough uh, do with it because it's close enough that we we're gonna see something we're just not seeing right now, but I could not for the life of me tell you what it is. Okay. Well, here's another one that's very similar. Pirates at Marlins. Now we both agree that the Marlins are actually a pretty good baseball team, but the Pirates aren't that bad either. They're not that far off of each other, and we don't have the best pitching matchup in the world. Last year, it's a different pitching matchup because you got Rodgers on the mound for the Marlins. Rodgers has not been good this year in his sophomore campaign. 5.57 ERA. You currently could get the Pirates on the road money line at plus 135 facing Rodgers. The problem is they're throwing Keller. Keller, who's also got a 5.21 ERA, but in this particular game, I might be looking to fade Rodgers. I might take the Pirates on the money line. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm probably leaning Miami. First off, Miami's been playing really. Good. I mean, the Pirates are good, but Miami's been playing really good baseball. Pittsburgh yeah. did beat their, did win their series against the Brewers. Uh, he's not obviously Trevor Rodgers is not the Marlins' best option right now. Uh, he's good enough to keep the Pirate or to keep him in check, though, right? Like he's good enough, and at this point. I think some of these games you can just look for good enough. Um, 
The Marlins also got a good amount of bullpen rest in their last series, so they've got a bunch of fresh arms that I think can go deeper in a game with control than Pittsburgh can, and maybe that's the difference. Well, here's a series that's going to be very interesting. Uh, Red Sox Rays. Um, What can I say, man? Uh, Springs is hurt. He's down. He's not actually pitching today. We don't know who's on the mound for the Rays. Kiermaier's down. Franco's down. I got to fade the Rays' entire series, and I'm definitely going to take the Red Sox. As of right now, the the line was at minus 115 on the money line for the Sox this morning. I have a feeling that's going to change. Take a look at that line, and quite frankly, I'm going to say it. Fade the Rays for the rest of the week. I'm actually with you. Um, According to to ESPN, Brian Bellow and Matt Weisler are both going for Boston and Tampa, respectively. Um, Boston had a good, strong finish to the series against New York. And I think there was a little bit of boost of confidence with that. The last two games being nationally televised in both of those spots, Boston came up with, well, they put last night nine up consecutive uh, against the Yankees. They're seeing the ball well. They're hitting the ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go right. I've been on Tampa's wagon all year. I've got a lot of good bets going with the exception of being bad beat ground rule doubled to open my new show in week one. Outside of that, Tampa's won me a lot of money, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm team Boston here. Yeah. And unfortunately Tampa is 500 in their last 10 games, five and five. And again, this is a team that I was really, they were really coming back alive too. They were looking like the Tampa that's steamrolling guys. And then the worst, worst possible news, obviously, um, you know, all the injuries happen back up and losing Springs is not a small thing. Franco is a huge thing. Kiermaier is a huge thing. This team uh, is left without a lot of offensive power. Uh, I'd watch out for the Rays and I'm going to have to fade them this week and hopefully you guys can get healthy. Hey, White Sox Guardians. I said it already. Lance Lynn on the mound. He's going into his third start. He's one and one with a 5-3-3 ERA in that small sample size. He's facing Cal Quantrill, who I'm not very big on. He's a very he's a good pitcher, but doesn't really excite me at all. I'm going to go ahead and take the White Sox. I'm going to keep the roll going. Uh, they took the last two from the Tigers. They're going down to Cleveland, and I like Lance Lynn on the mound. If you're gonna of all the White Sox, I'd like to have on the mound tonight, including Dylan Cease. In this particular game, I want Lance Lynn on the mound. I'm going to take the White Sox on the money line minus 115. Uh, 100% with you. Right there with you. In fact, I'm considering even going White Sox plus 140 on the run line at this point. The Guardians have fallen off recently. They lost by four to the Royals. They have been swept once by the Tigers just before that. The White Sox, on the other hand, are healthy. They put up 12 over the last two days. Uh, I don't care what hate Nas Mario says in the comments of it's the White Sox. Lance Lynn is going over the four and a half K's and I've talked myself into it. Cody Decker. I'm going White Sox run line plus 140 over the Guardians. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Phillies versus Cardinals. Michaelis versus Nola. Um, I already gave you my play on this, and it's just one play. I'm going Philly-St. Louis under seven and a half runs tonight. Nola versus Michaelis is your two guys with sub two ERAs. Um, I'm liking the under a lot today, and I I was surprised. I got it with plus money this morning at plus 100. I I went back and looked because this series so far has been – exceptionally tight right like it's been a good series since last weekend uh 
I like it a lot. I, I, I like the under. I don't know that I'm going to go pick. I mean, I lean to Phillies just briefly because, and, and maybe it's just because they broke my heart this weekend with hate and ass Mario. Uh, but the Cardinals just kind of feel like they've cooled off just a touch, just a little bit. So I lean to Phillies, but I love your play of the under. You have got between Nola and Mikolas, two really, really good pitchers throwing. I really like the under in this game. Me too. Me too. On top of that, I mean, we got a game that we already said is a stay away game, but I don't know about the series. I don't think this is a stay away series. Mets and Braves, Scherzer versus Freed, the battle of the Maxes. This is just, this might be a series I'm just going to enjoy because again, we haven't seen these guys completely healthy facing each other. And I know the Mets are not going to be able to throw DeGrom this series, but man, it's, it's close. I'm going to sit back and watch. I am surprised the Mets with Scherzer on the mound is getting plus money, even though it's really a pick them. It's plus 105. I'm I'm just surprised it's not a full-on pick them this game. This is just going to be so much fun to watch. Everybody should be watching. Even if you're not a baseball fan, you should be watching this series. Yeah, and and if you're going to watch the series, you should watch this game, right? You've got the Braves ace. You've got Scherzer coming back, who will be the ace long-term, you think. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, it's picking game. I did see Braves like minus 131 on the money line earlier. And that was probably, that is higher than I would have set that line. Had you asked me, uh, this is, I'm with you. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I'm not touching this game. I, the, the only bet I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to go, uh, I think I'm going to go over case for both Scherzer and Freed. I'll take both guys to hit their mark. Uh, as a baseball fan, the next three days in Atlanta are going to be pivotal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I still love my plays in this game, which I gave you at the top of the show. I'll give it to you again. Max Scherzer over seven and a half K's at plus 110. I believe we we, we found a Max Freed one at uh, five and a half at minus 118. I think those are both going to hit. And last but not least, my first five K, my first five inning prop under three at plus 110. And I truly think you can go ahead and you can put a parlay of those three together in this upcoming pitcher's duel. I cannot wait for this ball game and series, I should say. A's Rangers. Fade the A's. That's it. I got nothing else. Okay. You got anything you else? Know, sometimes, the, sometimes, Cody Decker, the appropriate answer is just to smile and nod. There's nothing we can say. I'm sorry, Oakland. I'm so sorry for everything that has happened to you sports-wise in the last few years. You lost the Warriors and lost the Raiders. You're likely going to lose the A's. And at this point, do you even care if you lose the A's? This team is just the worst thing to watch on green grass. Rangers all week long. Tigers, Royals, we already said that one. But the Padres, Rockies, we have touched on a little bit. Um, Manai on the hill. The over-under is set high at 12 I do think a lot of runs are going to be hit here. I already mentioned Chris Bryant, what he has done against Manaya. I already mentioned a Chris Bryant RBI prop at plus 100. Um, six at-bats, two home runs, hitting 750 off the guy. I, I'm just expecting a lot of runs scored in this ballgame. I, I, it was mentioned a K prop for Manaya. I'm probably going to stay away from that in Coors. Coors has been interesting. It's, it's, it's obviously been away from Coors that Colorado has struggled – to hit the ball, they're hitting it relatively well at home. Uh, that being said, money line plus one thirty for the Rockies, minus one fifty five for a Padres team that I think I would take. You'd have to talk me 
into taking the run line to for me to see any value to make a play on this one. I uh I I, I don't I don't love this game, Cody Decker. I don't. Yeah. Listen, uh, not only that, we got a Diamondbacks Giants game. Um, I already mentioned Jock Peterson for my home run prop at plus three seventy five. I don't think they're going to win though. I think Merrill Kelly is going to have a barely fairly decent ball game. Cobb has not been great this year. He's three and three with a four seven five. They are at home, but you can get the Diamondbacks. Listen, every time I see a pitcher with an ERA over four five facing the Diamondbacks, I immediately want to face that uh, fade that team because the Diamondbacks rake. They can hit. And they, they strike out a lot. The averages aren't high, but I really want to throw these names. I mean, uh, Kendall Marte rakes. David Peralta rakes. Christian Walker is going to hit 50 this year, man. He may hit 200, but he's going to hit 50 home runs. I, I don't like this for Cobb. I think this is, I look at the Diamondbacks offense, very similar. And I've said this phrase and I'll use this phrase again, but they are George Foreman in his 40s, man. They got a puncher's chance at every single time. They're going to throw haymakers and they are occasionally going to connect. I, uh, we've talked about this on Saturdays. I'm a big fan of riding streaks when those streaks are there. Uh, they stand out to me. And right now there's not a team that is more dangerous of an offensive streak team than the Diamondbacks. They are top five in most offensive stats over the last two weeks. They are fourth in all of baseball in runs scored over the past two weeks. This team is smacking the baseball. They're averaging six runs a game over their last 10, they'll get it again tonight. Uh, not only am I going Diamondbacks, and I listen, we I like the Giants. I think the Giants are, are a threat long-term. I'm going D-backs run line tonight. I like them on the run line this evening. I think there's, there's the opportunity for them uh, against Alex Cobb to put a lot of guys on base and keep those RBI numbers up. They're top, I think, three RBI over the last two weeks, and I expect it to be the same tonight. I love it. I'm not against it. It's just whenever I see plus money on a money line, I guess I'm not – I'm. that's just enough for me. Whenever I feel something and I see plus money, I'm like, I'll just keep it there. I'm going to keep it simple today because, again, run lines hit more than money lines, but money lines are easier. And I love plus money. I'm, I'm going to take it. But I don't hate your play, man. It's We're going to have ourselves a really fun week. Rob Brown, thank you so much for joining me on BetMGM. Sitting in, pinch hitting, dare I say, for the great Ryan Horvath. But, man, I love you. You're my man. We love beating up on Super Mario. You guys should definitely tune in for four hours straight of Bet for the Cycle with Rob Brown and myself. We have an absolute blast. And, of course, check out the Rob Brown Show. Rob, tell everybody else about what you're up to. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I host a three-hour show in Greenville, South Carolina that is all sports. Like, for instance, Zach Wilson making that sweet, sweet love to his mom's friend and costing him a girlfriend. You better believe that was a whole segment today on the show. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at the Rob Brown Show. I'd love for you to give me a follow there. It gets very ridiculous at times. And if you ever ever are interested in listening to the show, it gets podcasted on my station's website at thefanupstate.com, thefanupstate.com, all three hours every day. Feel free to check in, and I'll see you all back here on Saturday to do it all over again, Cody Decker. Absolutely, guys. Check us out. Like, share, and subscribe to BetMGM Emily Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. And, of course, check out Bet for the Cycle this Saturday. Like he said, Rob Brown will be co-hosting with someone not exactly like me but looks a lot like me, uh, and he's going to be making a lot of sounds that sound like this. 
Dig it, brother. All right, man. More on this later in the week. We got another episode coming to you on Friday. And of course, bet for the cycle on the weekend. Guys, enjoy yourself a week of baseball. You're welcome for all these picks. Beat it.